Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes. And you know, when I was younger, I would say, I don't know, five, six-ish, I remember sitting down and loved watching The Muppet Show. And I always thought it was so cool seeing these puppets that were animals or some sort of monster that have come to life as a kid, your imagination's going and it was just, it was a really cool and it was fun to watch. And it's a really strong memory in my head that I have. And I think I will always have. And it's really cool that I get to share that now with my kids as they grow, they get to watch, you know, Muppet babies, Muppet show, and they have the Muppet movies now. And why am I talking about Muppets? Well, my guest today, his name is Landon. And Landon is a ventriloquist. And he's a very talented ventriloquist. I first saw Landon on TikTok and I was absolutely blown away, to be honest. I think that he is one of the better, younger ventriloquists that I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, I found out during this conversation that not only he's an entertainer when it comes to ventriloquism, but he also makes his own puppets and he has a business of making puppets for other ventriloquists and i think that's just so cool and i really hope you enjoy this episode i had so much fun talking to landon it was a blast so without further ado here's landon this week on tick talking enjoy tick talking where creators come to play tick talking a tick talking find out what they have to say Tick-tocking, a tick-tocking, fascinating interview. Tick-tocking, a tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. I am sponsored by Boyo Design. You know, I've always wanted a custom desk, something high quality that related to who I am as a person. And Justin Pearson did just that. He recently built me a desk and I'm telling you it is high quality and is exactly what I've always imagined. So I did a Colorado flag on my desk because Colorado is where I'm from. It's where I am right now and it's where I do this podcast. So I felt it was necessary and a perfect fit for my office area, but he can do anything. And this is high quality furniture that's going to last a long time. So if you want to check out his work, Go ahead and head to www.boyodesignco.com. That's www.boyodesignco.com and check out his work. And if you want to see it on Instagram, go to at boyo underscore design. That's at B-O-Y-O underscore D-E-S-I-G-N on his Instagram and check out some of his work. And then when you're ready to order, just go ahead and send him an email boyodesignco at gmail.com you will love whatever he creates for you i know you have that thing in your head that's saying man i've always wanted a table that looks like this or a chair that looks like this i mean hell we're even talking about having him make me sound panels for my podcast studio i mean this guy can do it all if it's made of wood done so once again that's boyodesignco.com check out his work i promise you you will not be disappointed. Landon, how are you? I'm doing very well, Kevin. Thank you for having me on the show. Where are you at right now? Where are you from? I am from, I tell people I'm from Dallas, Texas. I live in the Plano, Frisco area. I'm like right on that line. 
Oh, okay. Were you born and raised there? I am, yeah. Texas, born and raised. So what, what age did you start doing ventriloquism? Is that how you said ventriloquism? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it right. Uh, I started <laughs> okay. doing ventriloquism uh, back when I was uh, six years old. I was a quiet, introverted kid, and my dad brought back a pirate puppet for one of his work trips, and I just kind of toyed around with it and realized that I could get attention through the puppet uh, through you know performing for the class. And then, you know, later I learned that I could make people laugh with that. It was like a eureka moment. So just kind of take it off from that point. So what voices did you start playing around with? Oh, yeah. You know, you know, that my, my voices haven't really gotten uh, to where I was happy with until like puberty hit. Um, but, you know, I was doing I was trying I was tempting voices and the, the voice I had for that pirate puppet was like a really gruff voice. I named him Chips Ahoy, and I knew it even at that age that the voice was supposed to be different from mine. So it was it was probably uh, cuter than I than I thought it, I looked, and it was it was professional. But you know, it it all kind of works out. You just kind of practice it, and then your voice changes. And I'm still learning new voices that I can do. Is it all self-taught as far as your mouth not being not moving while you're working the puppet? Right. Yeah. Most of it is, uh, you know, I, I've taken, uh, a few ventriloquism courses here and there, but that was actually after I learned the basics of ventriloquism. Um, you know, a lot of people see the person on stage with a puppet and they just think, Oh, I just learned ventriloquism and that's it. But there's, there's the marketing, there's the branding, there's the, there's the comedy, there's the character, there's the, the, where you're going to get the puppet built or are you going to build it yourself? Um, all of these aspects, aside from, you know, learning ventriloquism is like, you know, step one. And then you've got this whole cascade of everything else you have to worry about if you're going to be an entertainer as a ventriloquist. They're called puppets, right? That's what you call them? Yeah, or? yeah, that's fine. Okay. I didn't yeah. know if there was a different term for them or, uh, Well, I guess... you know, we have a, we have a ventriloquist joke. You can call them mannequin Americans. Um, I, you know, <laughs> the hard figures, uh, the ones that you see in all the horror movies and all that are called dummies. Um, my company that I build puppets, uh, for clients worldwide, I call it the original dummy, but, um, yeah, I just call them puppets. Dolls, I kind of stay away from, sure. um, because it gives a different connotation, but yeah, they're, they're puppets. That brings up another question then. So you have your own company where you custom build puppets for people? I do. Yeah. I started that back in 2017. Uh, I build, uh, soft puppets like the Muppet kind, uh, with a cartoony, my cartoony twist or flair. And uh, my friend Langston Hatch sent me some patterns. I was asking him, he was a puppet builder back then, and he still is today, and he said, you should try this out, I think you'd enjoy it. And I never really took an art class, but I've always had uh, an artistic eye for that type of stuff. And so I just started building puppets back then, and now I build for, oh, ventriloquists, performers, and collectors all over the world. Wow, so do you, do you design them and then send them somewhere to actually be built, or do you actually do handcrafted everything by yourself? I, I do everything. I do my, my the company motto is consult, design, create. So we start from the initial idea. We do a few sketches, some renderings to get the idea out, and then from there I build a puppet. And every puppet is built uh, for the specific hand size and uh, any specific needs of the performer. Wow, that's really cool. What kind of machinery does yeah. that take? Oh well, mostly a few sewing machines. Uh, a lot of sewing by hand uh, to cover seams and to do all that detail work. Um, you know, I uh, I use a dental vacuum form for the eyes, which is basically you're heating plastic so you can get certain cartoony shapes. Um, but a lot of it is just patterning and 
gluing foam, bending foam and gluing it in certain ways so you get, you know, a cheek or a brow or a, a altered expression. Because I'm the only ventriloquist that builds for performers, um, most of the other uh, soft puppet builders are um, beautiful artists, but they don't really perform. So, you know, the edge of being able to perform and know what the performer needs uh, sets me aside. And I also, I also perform more than I build puppets. So when I build for people, I'm kind of picky about it. Um, but every once in a while, I get a really cool order that will come in. And we'll, you know, take photos of it and everything and add the process to the site. Okay. And you have a website? I do. Yeah. It's the original dummy.com. Cool. All right. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening will want to uh, check out your website and see the work that you do, man. It's really cool. It's a, it's a fun time. It's uh, been a great outlet for my creativity. Well, um, when did you start using, or I guess, performing on social media? Did you start with Facebook, Instagram, or where, where did it all begin? I was walking a class uh, like two years ago, like a year and a half, two years ago. And this was, TikTok had been out for a year. And I thought, what if I did, what if I try out jokes on TikTok? And, and by, at that time, it wasn't really, it was, it converted to musically and I had never seen anything like that. And I thought, well, maybe maybe I can do that within my platform. I thought TikTok was kind of like what, um, what a lot of adults think TikTok is. Today. They're like, oh, it's just dancers. But it's so much more than that. You have um, people that do culinary stuff. You do you have sculptors. You have woodworkers. You know, all different storytellers. So I got on TikTok. And I think I did like five or ten videos uh, the first day. And I, I reached like 10,000 followers in like a few hours. Wow. And it freaked me out. <laughs> and uh, and then that, that next morning, I was at some crazy number, and it just kept... I mean, I remember being in class, opening my phone every five minutes, because it kept... It just kept climbing. And now it's harder to climb, because there's so many more people on the app. Right. So your videos just get kind of pushed in with everyone else's. Um, and you have to be that much better, or that much more engaging. Um, and even that's hard to figure out, because uh, the stuff that you don't put any time into takes off, and it's weird. But... Um, yeah, I've been, I've been doing TikTok for about uh, a year and a half, two years. And then from there, people enjoyed the short content. They wanted the longer stuff. So I created a YouTube channel. Then I created a Facebook channel for the people because I found out that I had people that were uh, older. Uh, I have like a really weird audience. I've got like young kids, uh, uh, old adults, and then like everything in between. So I created Facebook where people could go and watch some of my other content that they don't want to subscribe on YouTube with. Or where I can just, you know, post jokes or show updates or anything like that. So we're kind of all over the place. But it originated on TikTok. I enjoy watching your stuff. And actually, your live yesterday, I had you on. And uh, I don't know if you remember, I put my four-year-old daughter, Oakley, is loving this. Can you say hi to Oakley? So that was me that oh, said cool. that. Yeah. And then Bill's like, Oh, Oakley, ooh. you know, did your thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she was like, uh, she's like, I don't know if I like him saying my name, you know, she's four, but <laughs> she was just kind of freaked <laughs> out by it. But yeah, man, that's so cool. Yeah. And, uh, so do you do live shows other than your social media? Like, have you booked venues or? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I, I started, uh, doing since uh high school junior year of high school so i've done i've done shows for all audiences in the dallas fort worth area from corporate audiences to family shows to birthday parties to birthday parties um the retirement communities everything and uh, you know during covid i kind of doubled down on my online presence 
so I can just say, yeah, we're online, land inventing everywhere, and then you can find us there. Uh, and it's it's been a been a neat experience, and I've been trying to you know get that quality that much higher. So then when I go out and do shows and stuff, I have the online presence to back that up. Yeah, very cool. What's what's the largest show you've you've performed? I don't know. Probably the ventriloquist convention. Uh, we had like 700 ventriloquists from all over the world. Oh wow! I uh, attend every year, and uh, I performed 17 or 2017 to 2018, and uh, I got to for them. And that's that's hard performing for ventriloquists because the you know you have to be that much better to keep the illusion alive because everyone knows what you're doing. Right. And how old are you? I will be 21 come November. Wow. So you've accomplished a lot being 20 years old, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I, I try to keep myself busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is is there someone in the business that uh, inspires you or you look up to or idolize? You know, a lot of people, Jeff Dunham is obviously one of the, the larger ones in the industry that at least that I know of, I could be wrong, but no, you're completely right. Yeah. I have a podcast called land and live and I've gotten to interview. It started with me interviewing control posts and they just kind of spiraled outward from there, but I've gotten to interview a lot of not Dunham, but a lot of my favorite ventriloquist, Terry Fader, David Strassman. Um, you know, I, I think my style is closest to David's cause I, I love his production. He has a, a great production and his characters are just so bold, but, um, I'm friends with Terry Fader. I built puppets for him, and uh, he's been a big inspiration to me and in, in what I do in my comedy and my characterization. So it's I've kind of taken bits and pieces from people over the years. Um, but then I'm also I I also kind of focus on my own lane um, because I realize that if you idolize someone, you're gonna you're gonna start to copy them. You really have to figure out what groove you want to go into. And so I, I kind of just challenge myself for. Like if I'm if I'm 20 right now, what does 25 year old me look like, and how do I get there? And and I'm gonna idolize him because that's gonna make me get there that much quicker. That makes yeah. Sense. It's a bit of narcissism, but uh, I'm I'm always trying to like uh, push my ability and grow myself, whether it's on stage or I uh, you know in videos or or anything. Like I taught myself how to do all this podcasting and. Uh, TikToking and the whole um, like video and editing all that stuff during COVID because I didn't have anyone else to do it for me. And um, I've gotten some people every now and then that go, you know, who runs your social media? And it's all me. I just, I'm like insane, but I, I'm that busy just running this way and that way. So. It's crazy to watch you perform. I try to sit there and I'm like, okay, how does he do that? And I'll try to, you know, I'll try to talk without my lips. And, and some of the, the pronunciations probably got to be the hardest part. Right. Because, I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty easy to keep your, your lips still, but to actually pronounce a word properly while not moving your lips. I mean, that's got to be the toughest part, right? Yeah, it, it, it's difficult. Like, I know some ventriloquists that will, you know, if they have to say problem, they'll switch it to issue because saying the word P is more difficult. But I have the problem sometimes, not about problem, where I like I have a saliva buildup and I have to fix it or have the character do something so I can, you know, deal with that and then keep performing. Otherwise the voice gets muffled and, and all of that. But you know, it's just, it's just practicing kind of figuring out what works for you. Um, sometimes the voice, it helps if it's muffled, if you're doing it on purpose, but you know, you really want that clarity. And do you kind of base your characters, um, voices off of, uh, something that might make pronunciation a little bit easier for you? Oh, that's a great idea, but I haven't. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I just kind of, I pick out the voice it, it, if it speaks to me and like it looks like it belongs with the character. Um, so that's kind of how I deal with the voices, whether it's like creating a voice first and then creating the puppet afterwards, which is what I did with the Jackalope. Um, or, you know, Bill, the zombie, he had his voice was like low and whiny and I had that for another puppet and it didn't work. And then I created Bill and then I had this voice over here and when I merged him, it just, it made the character that much better. I already uh-huh. had the voice. Okay. And you yeah. said you were going to bring Bill with you today. Did you bring him? Yeah. You want to see him? Yeah, of course. This is down here. You, you ready? Yeah, come here. <laughs> oh, Jeff woke up. Hey, that's Kevin. Yeah, he was on our live stream. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and, and who's your friend up top? Is that Maggie, correct? That's Maggie. Maggie, say hello. Hi. So, Bill, uh, how long have you been a zombie? Oh, oh that's a good question. You want the real <laughs> answer or the, the show answer? <laughs> Give me the answer you feel most comfortable with. How about that? Oh, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been... Uh, a member of the Living Dead community for almost uh, three months. Yeah. Yeah. But the actual puppet of Bill, oh, this is the third version of the puppet. It's evolved through like the year that it's been out. I think it'll be a year come this October. Really? Yeah. Great. It's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. um, so this this is like the third puppet, and I'm really happy with the way he, he looks and the way that he uh, can react. And, and then Maggie, we added her uh, a few months ago. Right. And uh, she's really taken off. People love the back and forth of them, so it's... It's been a trip seeing it up all. Yeah, that's a really cool addition. How, how, how does she work? How is there a different uh, like mechanism you have to use with your hand to? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I use that. It's it's really oh, don't push me. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's weird. I I'm using my my middle finger to push up, and it opens her mouth. And figuring out, I mean, she's such a simple additional puppet. Uh-huh. But figuring out the the length and the and the way that that would work took me. A ridiculously long amount of time right. just tinkering with it and that's the third maggot i built to get the god open oh, okay before I, I didn't have it open but um she's gone a long way i mean you know i just stay determined until i can figure it out and i always i always seem to challenge myself on these projects <laughs> you got issues well i enjoy it <laughs> so what is the time to fully create a puppet you know from start to finish yeah that's a great question i it it varies on what i'm building because everything i build like i don't use the same patterns right so i don't i use the same process but everything is is custom built so build a zombie you know i dyed the green fabric for his body and everything right and i i found the materials in the suit and all that and he probably took i would say a, a month just in gathering materials um you know, the eyes are uh, oval, and I had a friend of mine make those for me because I really wanted them to pop. I wanted them to look scary, but like uh, like fun scary, kind of like a Disney cartoon really? of a zombie. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> and what do your uh, how do your parents feel about you doing this? They they support you hundred percent and love watching you. And yeah, they like that I'm a zombie. They're supportive. No, uh, <laughs> they uh, they're they're supportive. But my my dad did ventriloquism when he was a kid, just kind of for fun. And then he never really pushed on me, but I just kind of picked it up. And, you know, he's the one that we would go to the ventriloquist conventions together. And whenever I would get awards, he'd be the first one to post about it. And he's been, you know, my biggest support system. Of course, my mom and my sister are also very supportive. Sure. And, um, 
and you know, some of my my mom's a school teacher. She teaches uh, sixth grade science at a middle school uh, here in Texas, and occasionally she'll have uh, her teacher friends find me on TikTok, and uh, you know, she'll run up here and go, "I didn't know your son was famous on TikTok," and I'll show a video or whatever. And, and it's always fun, but uh, sometimes you have to be careful about what you say, right, or what you have us say, us, right, because you're they're always watching, right. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your guys's on social media? What's your most commonly asked question? Oh, oh, that's a good. Well, our social media oh, is land inventing on on all platforms. Um, our our most commonly asked question. I don't know. We get how do you how do you do ventriloquism a lot? Do you build the puppets, which I do, right? And uh, I think being able to build the puppets allows you to be that much closer to the actual character because um, you put your own uh, heart and design into it, really. Um, but we get a lot of questions like, how do you do? How do you you know do ventriloquism? You know, how old are you? I'm twenty. How do you learn it? All all those types of questions. And I'm working on something on my website. It's a three dollar a month subscription. Uh, thing to my website called the Jack Wolf Watch Club, and uh, it's basically uh, a series of lessons that teach you how to become a ventriloquist from me and the gang, and it's also uh, puppet building tips and just kind of uh, scenes from my show that I wouldn't show anywhere else and behind the scenes type stuff. So if you want to get into it, you can subscribe to this, and we're constantly adding stuff to it, and that opens up in a few weeks. I'm excited. You know, <laughs> and we've got Bill's Crypt Keepers on YouTube. I'm just plugging everything at this point. Yeah, so that's okay. We, we, you know, do the highlights from the TikTok live stream. We, we do a lot of different stuff, but we've gotten a lot of, of interesting questions, and a lot of people say I look like a Disney kid, which I think is fun, and I'm going to milk that for as long as I can, and, um, you know, we try to answer every question we get on there, which can be difficult, right, but we try. <laughs> I love that. You are so quick. I don't know. Like you could just come up with little like, conversations with them on the side out of nowhere. I mean, I so I'm curious with your shows – how long do you actually spend writing something or is it more you just get on stage and just let it flow or, or what do you do? You know, I'm, I'm really good at doing that on social media. Like I can, I can improvise pretty well with people, but on stage I'm, I kind of tighten up cause I, I haven't done as much stage shows as I've done social media stuff in terms of like, just like the live streams. Really? Yeah. It's kind of weird. So I, I have actual material that I sit down and write and, uh, it fits the characters, and I, I have I have writers, comedy writers that that I work with that punch it up. They they give me suggestions for stuff. Oh, um, and then every you know I also improvise with the characters on stage, but I try to keep to a, a basic script uh, or a basic act for each of these guys. Right, because I I have a beginning, middle, and end that I'm going with here. Okay, and uh, if they just if I just have them ramble on, you know, I I found that I can. I can really ramble, which is sometimes the my I think people enjoy it though, and I mean I enjoy it definitely. And is this your is this your full time gig, or do you work or go to school as well, or, or are you just uh, yeah? You're the you're the backup plan, Landon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, this is awkward. Yeah, yeah. This is my uh, this is my career, and uh, I'm putting out everything I have into it. My passion and my um, you know, my dedication and my art. And I, I build puppets for people, and I get paid from that. But then I also do shows around the area and TikTok lives and all the social media stuff. Right. That's awesome. And with your lives, you bring in a lot of uh, of guests um, to come in, and I, th- yeah. I think some of them don't even realize what you do. They just hop in and they're like, "Oh, what's going on here?" You know. And <laughs> of course, <laughs> the one yesterday, I don't know 
it, she was like a goblin or something. Had you ever seen that character before? Is that someone new or is that someone that you've done work with before? No, that, and that's the, that's a crazy thing, Kevin. That most of these people, you know, some of them are fans that will tune into live stream and they just want to chat with us. And we love that. And we, you know, had some, some great moments from that a day ago. But most of these people are just new and they'll just request to be in it. So that was a whole, and that's actually a, a segment we're editing and going to upload on YouTube. So people can rewatch it. That was just so odd and funny and, and weird. <laughs> it really was. Um, coming from a ventriloquist with a zombie that has a maggot sticking out of its head, seeing the <laughs> goblin on live stream is weird. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it was it was interesting. We it's fun to to meet these different characters, really, and uh, and chat with them and and ad lib and. And what? Okay. <laughs> and what do you want? Like, what's your goal? What? How far are you wanting to take this? Are you wanting? to do more of a stand-up? Are you wanting to do a TV show? Are you want like, are you kind of wanting to go the Jim Henson uh, a route? Or what, what's your main goal? <laughs> you know, what, what, what are your aspirations with this land? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm wanting to be everywhere. Really? Yeah, great. Um, I, I want to see my characters on like, you know, uh, birthday cards and uh, t-shirts and all that stuff. Um, and I'd love to have my own TV show. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, kind of grow that on YouTube with my own different series that I do with the characters. Um, but uh, I think my closest, you know, goal in terms of fame would be kind of what Jeff does and that he's, he's touring all over the world, selling out these arenas and, and just kind of having the time of his life, um, performing these shows and getting to meet fans, of course, is neat. And, uh, I'm working on putting a tour together, uh, where we can travel around and, and meet these these TikTok fans and grow our fan base from there, um, because there's not really there's not really a ventriloquist that's touring comedy clubs right now. Um, anyone that could is probably past that point in their career. Like Dunham would wouldn't do that because it's just you know he's like no numbers in that, and um, you know Faders in Vegas and Darcy Lynn's doing like these like giant theaters and theaters, so uh, that might be our next thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. It would be really cool um, if you just did your own tour and you came by. I'd love to come and meet you in person. I think it'd be a lot of fun, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think we're going to call it the Tongue Tied Tour. Yeah. And um, we're working on some stuff for it, so it's exciting. And uh, it'll have all the guys you see on TikTok and maybe a few new characters. Okay. What's your favorite... uh, I guess, and you don't have to share it if you want to save it for your shows, but I am kind of curious a few of your favorite jokes that you use in your shows. That's a good question. I have a Kardashian joke I do with Bill a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How's it go? It's, uh, I was on a TV show about those beings that are half human, always moaning and in need of a brain. Oh, The Walking Dead? No, the Kardashians. <laughs> and that, that's a fun one. And uh, I've got some. I've got some stuff with Jackie that I'm already working on where it, it looks like it's kind of impromptu, but it's, uh, he, you know, him flirting with the lady in the front row and just kind of him being all rambunctious and going back and forth. Um, that's a lot of fun just because it's so, it's so goofy and character based. And I'm, I try to have a different, you know, Bill's kind of slower and more drawn out and Jackie's kind of more in your face. And, you know, I try to have a different sensibility for each character, but, uh, there's a, there's a few jokes, and I, I love it when I'll write a joke and I'll send it to one of my writers, and they'll send me something back, and it's just like, it's it's so funny that, like, 
I, it's like hard to even for me to even say the joke because they like they punch it up where they understand where I'm going with it and they make it that much better. And then when the character says it, like some of these things I do on the live stream, some of it will happen where I'll try a new joke or we'll try some new stuff, and um, I just I love the the response or it'll catch me off guard from the way I have the puppets say it because it's, this is such an unnatural natural art but an unnatural thing. What do you mean? I just got to the point where you can kind of speak for yourself. Really? Yeah, great. I'll do my own tour. Well, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot of fun, and we've got it. We've got this new character uh-huh, that we're revealing when we hit a million followers on TikTok, um, and he's he's great. I, I wrote the material first for him, and then I created the character, and I'm hoping to have uh, his his bit filmed so I can release it on social media so people can see him on stage. When I release him, because I think that'll be a really or unlock the new character, because uh, I think that'll be a really neat way of presenting him. To you. Yeah, he's he's really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a secret, won't say anything. Like, don't mess it up. I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, you're close to a million, aren't you? You're in the high nine hundred thousands. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting there. It's uh it's a race. Yeah, yeah. But we try to just do the live streams, you know, almost every night, and I uh, do all this. Uh, you know, goofy videos, and you all spend, you know, two hours filming a video, editing it, and then I'll do a 15-second thing with a rat puppet, and it'll get a million hits, which is frustrating. But, you know, you go with what works, right? Sure. Yeah, so you need to make more rat videos, apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did it help you? I can't remember his name, but he's pretty big on TikTok, and he does roasts and things of that sort. And I saw you got roasted by him. Uh, back in oh. October, I think it was, and uh, yeah, Ray, <laughs> Ray, Ray, yes, Lord. Ray. Yeah. Did that help you out? Did that expose you uh, quite a bit from that from that oh, roast? Oh, Ray exposed Landon, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it it was it was great. You know, he's he's a really nice guy. We, we chatted back and forth, and he said, "Can I, you know, are you okay if I say this, this, and this?" And I said, "Yeah, that's fine." And uh, he did a great job with the roast. I enjoyed it, and I reposted it, and that that boosts my numbers, of course, and. Um, the funny thing is, you know, he has people's permission to do that, right? Right. And so then he posts it and then people think that because he roasted you, they can roast you. Yeah, that's not how that works. Uh... (laughs) So, so when he posted that, I think I had a bunch of people repeating his stuff or coming up with new like roast lines just about me, which was really funny because then I had new material for the puppets on the live stream. (laughs) Yeah. I was on fire for a while. So uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun with that, and uh, Ray's a great guy, and um, also friends with Jeff Dunham, which is kind of funny. Uh, so it all kind of it all kind of plays back, but it's uh, it's great. I, we're friends on on TikTok, and he does uh, hilarious content, and it's it's fun to to the community on TikTok is the neatest part to meet other other performers and creators for this this uh, opportunity. Yeah, I've been following Ray for a long time. I I do think he's hilarious and. I know he stopped doing roasts for a while. I think he was getting uh, uh, his content taken down or banned or something like that. Oh, so I, I noticed. Believe that. Yeah, I think it was more on like the bullying lines. But you know, like you said, everybody he roasts, he gets permission from. So right. But I mean, that's TikTok. Everybody seems to get banned for something that doesn't really pertain oh, to what God. they're <laughs> they're actually. I, I get comments. I comment on people's stuff. It gets taken down for no reason. I have to appeal it. I have videos that, I'm like, I don't know why. You know, I get stuff taken down all the time. It's 
it's crazy. I mean, they they really keep a, a tight leash on their creator. Oh yeah, I'll, so, I'll get I'll get uh, stuff taken down for stitching a video, and it's not my stuff. It's getting banned for. It's actually the the video that I'm stitching, which has millions of views and millions of likes. And isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, like the, this video is popular, so we're gonna keep it up. But yours. Which you just you're just contributing to this popularity. We're gonna take it down because it violates guidelines. I had that happen. And it frustrated me because I I find these these great stuff that pops up on my for you page, and I've got all these different puppets that I'm like, oh, I can use this puppet to do edit, and it'll be hilarious, and then it gets taken. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have uh, a few questions I would like to ask just to kind of get to know you guys a little bit better. And, um, oh, cool. It's like a game show. A little bit, yeah. What's your guys' favorite movie and TV show? Your favorite TV show? I like Dexter. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I think I know why. Yeah. For the plot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I like Dexter. I think, I think uh, I'm a fan of Dexter. I like, uh, oh, I like, I like comedies. I like all the Marvel movies I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I love the whole storytelling aspect of it and the way they've incorporated um, uh, these people's favorite music and the songs. And, you know, I, I always think if you can bake off people's nostalgia and add it to what you're doing, it makes it that much more special because it has a connection with them already. And it makes them, it makes them kind of uh, shut down their guard to whatever you're presenting, and makes them that much open to what you're doing. But, um, you know, I love, you know, the goofy movies like Dumb and Dumber, um, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. That's a good one. Yeah. The first one, not the second one. Um, Agreed. But there's, yeah, <laughs> kill the characters on the second one. It's yeah. like the whole point of building them up. They don't, they don't get it. But uh, you know, I, there's there's a bunch of movies. I love the comedy specials. I watch a lot of the uh, the New York comedians, whether they're on YouTube or on uh, Netflix. I love Jim Gaffigan, uh, Seinfeld. Oh, uh, Anthony Jezelnik. I, you know, Jimmy Carr. A lot of inspiration because I I try to look at each one of my characters from a different lens and in terms of writing. You know, Jackie is, I think, a lot of physical comedy with, like, set-up punch and, and Bill's yeah, act kind of flowers. I'm wearing a flower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, you know, I, I like to look from these other comedians' per, uh, perspectives um, because it allows me to write for these guys in uh, different ways for each character. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How about uh, your favorite place to travel? You do a lot of traveling? Oh, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get into doing more traveling. I, I've been to Vegas a few times and, uh, there's some, some beautiful areas of Vegas. So I enjoy Vegas. Um, where did we go? We just went to Nashville. You look me at home. Right <laughs> I went, I went to, on a trip to Nashville. I really enjoyed that. We filmed a bunch of fun stuff, um, stopped in hot springs, uh, on our way there. And then we went to Nashville and I, I love the, I love the scene of that. Um, it's weird because like as a performer, you can be like where I am in, in this Plano Frisco area, there's, you know, you get the occasional show or whatever, but then you go to like Nashville and it's like always hot with like entertainment and things to go do and things to see. And, uh, it's just such a different change of pace. And how about, uh, your favorite restaurant? I take food on the go. Right. Yeah, I chase them. <laughs> okay. I like, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I want to be basic and see something like pizza, but I like, uh, there's a there's a place called Brahms uh, and it's an ice cream place and they also serve hamburgers and uh, I love I love that place just because I can find one on the road 
and uh, they've got great ice cream and, and, and burgers and stuff. But uh, oh man, this is these are like all those all those questions you ask on like a first date, but I don't even know the answers to them. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I can answer. You, you know my my favorite places. Well, not really, but I don't really care. Uh, I like Italian food. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I had Italian the other day. You did? Yeah, his name was Tony. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours, and you ate him. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds bad. I'm gonna miss him. Miss him? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I love um, I love Tex-Mex too. Yeah, Chewies. We've got a Chewies here. A few different locations of those. That's great. La Hacienda Ranch. Yeah, it's another price. So. I like fajitas. Yeah. How about your favorite actor and your favorite actress? Oh, geez. Um, I love Johnny Depp just because he's so versatile as a performer, and and he puts so much of himself into the characters. And I'm I'm a big character guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I couldn't tell. Yeah. And uh, my favorite actress. I don't know. I, I have a lot of different favorite actresses. Uh, Helena Blonde Carter. You know, is a lot in a lot of the Johnny Depp movies, but she's kind of. Uh, I don't know if you see the foil, but she's like what he does. But she's she's so good at what she does and in doing these characters, and I just love to watch them kind of play off of each other. So those are probably my favorites. Okay, yeah, I feel that way about Jim Carrey as well. That that guy. Yeah, of course, Jim yeah. Carrey is fantastic again. Um, you know, I mean, everything he's done, just pushing his the boundaries of his abilities as a performer is is uh, inspiring. Oh yeah, sure. How about your favorite band or musical artist? You know, I love I love a lot of country music right now. Thomas Mack uh, and Alexandra Kay and Cooper something are on TikTok. They're fantastic. Love them. And I I like Sitting on Stacy, which is a band on TikTok. I follow, I like to follow a lot of these these uh, these other fellow TikTok creators. Um, so I love them. Um, I, I'm a big Owl City fan. I like the ready set. I like a lot of 80s music. Uh-huh. What hobbies are you into other than ventriloquism and, and making, uh, puppets and things of that sort? What else do you like to do? Is, is there more than just this? Not really. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, you know, I do a lot of, I like to write, I like to write, like, music and songs and, and, and poems. And I like to sculpt a lot, too. Um. You know, whether it's like sculpting foam or clay, uh, I, I draw, which is when I create puppets for clients, but I like to doodle. And, um, you know, aside from that, I love nature and biking. I'm a big uh, biker, and I like to, my mom and I will go down to the creek. We have a few creeks near our house and catch, like, the baby turtles and their hatchlings, and that's, that's always fun, and, and, and release them, but just kind of hang out there at the creek and it kind of subtle in nature. I think it's uh, a lot of fun and beautiful, and it it separates me from as much like online stuff that I do. Uh, every now and then, you have to pull yourself away from it all. Um, otherwise, you'll get blinded by the LED lights. Yeah, the ring light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you gotta get out and get that natural sunlight, uh-huh. and uh, you know, just enjoy nature and everything that that God's given. Do you prefer a phone call or a text? Oh. I think it depends on the news I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I I probably, I've gotten to the point where I prefer a phone call just because you can understand people better than from text. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy to, like, text someone something and they're like, oh, this person means that, or they mean all of this, or they're expecting this of me, or I expect this of them, and then, you know, all the back and forth, you know, I'm communicating because 
you put so much meaning, you know, uh, into, you know, a few words that, uh, you know, hearing them is so much more helpful. Um, so I prefer a call. I'm, I'm always chatting with friends, just talking about ideas or, you know, with, with clients, I call them and we'll hash out an idea. And, we'll... and then, uh, finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Oh, well, this is a good one. <laughs> That's hard. You know, I have, I don't have, I don't have one. I love, um, Tammy Walker of Boxy Queens on TikTok. She's fantastic. She does just all these different art projects and it's so neat to see her in her space and working and she actually built Bill a coffin. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a dressing room. It's a coffin with a, it's got, you know, Bill the zombie and it's got a star on the door like a dressing room. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it's fantastic. I use it in my live shows and she's just such an amazing artist. So I love, I love her. I love, um, I don't know the names, but every once in a while, another comedian will pop up on my For You page. That's always fun. I love um, seeing uh, like young ventriloquists and other ventriloquists meeting new people uh, uh, through TikTok. So it's it's kind of, you know, I, I follow, I think, over 700 accounts on, on TikTok. I'm not quite sure um, if that's public or not, if you can see it. But uh, I'm always stitching stuff with other people. Uh, my friend Jack Williams. Uh, he's a fellow ventriloquist. I think he's out, out of L.A. and um, he's hilarious, and I, I'm good friends with him. And he did he did great work. He just got on TikTok, and um, and then of course you have like the actual like you know uh, A-list celebrities, which are just now getting on the app, and that's always hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, to see them kind of joining because TikTok is it, it it's it doesn't feel like Facebook. It feels like its own world, right? So when someone joins in, they're like. You know, you, they, they're, you know, Taylor Swift's joining the TikTok world and then she's having to like, uh, assimilate what she does into the app. And it's, it's, and it's just, it's fascinating from a branding point and from a, just a, like looking at the way humanity reacts to that. It fascinates me as I build my career and, you know, still look up to people and then have people look up to me. It's like I'm in that middle range. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It's, uh, it's funny because you'll see celebrities who, you know, say actors or actresses who have been around and ahead with the technology and being in these movies that have transitions and special effects. But to see them actually try to create their own transition on TikTok or own, uh, uh, you know, trend or whatever exactly. it is, it's, it's very, it is amusing. I agree 100%. Yeah, it's, it's amusing and, uh, and humbling, too. Yeah, because uh, you know you see them on the big screen, and they're like, "Oh, they're so and so," and then you're like, "Oh, they're so and so." They're also like a living person. Yeah, so, I'm not living. Living dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about celebrities. I'm saying this right to a zombie. They're a dead guy. But it's it's neat. So I, I enjoy seeing that every once in a while. And... <laughs> well, Landon, it's it's been such a good time talking to you. You're so talented. Uh, you're very intelligent. I can see that just by talking to you this little bit. And I really appreciate you coming on. And tell us again where uh, everybody can find you on social media and your website. Oh, sure. My website is LandonHarvey.com. If you want to find out about my puppet work, it's TheOriginalDummy.com. You can follow us everywhere on every social media app at Landon Bent. Yeah. 
Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to speak with me and kind of giving us your story and introducing me to Bill. It's been a, and Maggie, sorry, Maggie, I don't want to forget you. you. (laughs) Uh, And, and thanks for having me on Kevin. I enjoyed it. Well, thanks man. Well, I appreciate you guys and I'll definitely be uh, joining your lives and uh, making some stupid comments, I'm sure. And uh, getting involved somehow, man. So, all right, sounds great. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, and you guys take care, okay? All right, you too, man. Thanks. Yep, we'll talk soon. Bye. Tick tocking with Kevin Hughes. Well, that was awesome. You guys had to have loved Landon. I know I enjoyed talking to him and getting to know him. And once he brought out his puppets, it Honestly, he's so good that I didn't even feel like I was talking to puppets. Like, he incorporated them with inside the conversation, and it felt like I was talking to several people. Not him, and only him. He's just that good. But check out his stuff on TikTok. Go check out his website. You know, and if you have a need for a puppet, he has his own company. Go check out that website and maybe order something for him. He can create something awesome for you. I had such an amazing time talking to him. And yeah, it was just great. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode of TikToking. And as always, next week we will have another amazing guest. And I thank you all, once again, as I always do, for listening to the show and your support. And it means so much to me. Thank you guys. You have a good week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.